0: Hey, what's going on champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast is about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Immortal. A friend of mine asked me on the start of this year, what's my word of the year? And I don't know why, but I said immortal. Because for me, essentially, we are all immortals. No matter what you believe in, is either we transform into a different being or we get reborn. Plus, the word is powerful. And I know it's kind of late, but how about you? What's your word of the year? Let me know. Hit me up. An immigrants life at Facebook, Instagram, and you can email me too. An immigrants at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear it. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Okay, enough of me. Let's talk about the episode. Our guest for this episode is not just beautiful inside and out. She is also intelligent. And I mean like really intelligent. We'll talk about her blog on this episode as well. And our guest gave me the honor to guest write for her episode. So you might want to check that out. So without further ado, let's get into the show. (laughs) Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a hiker and a tremendous blogger. She'll blow you away figuratively with her looks and intelligence, and literally, because she's a chemical engineer. Everyone, please welcome Katrina Makadaeg.
1: Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Aaron, and hi to all your listeners. It is a pleasure for me to be with all of you today. Ah, Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, also. Mm. And
0: would you like to promote anything?
1: Yeah, as you've mentioned, I just put up a blog about my personal experiences coming to Canada and also some tips and positivity for immigrants and would-be immigrants. And it is called Mm CanadianImmigrantStory.com. Hope you can visit.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to put a link when I release the episode because you got good stuff there.
1: Thank you for reading and visiting also.
0: Oh, it's, it's hey, again, like I told you, I like promoting other people and I love I love when people go after something and try to be creative in any way.
1: Yeah, um I actually came up with that blog because I graduated from a program where we were promoting uh, a certain service, Trust for Success Vancouver actually. And By giving our input and our story Mm. to help immigrants like us. And when I graduated, I thought, how else can I help other people? And during the time of COVID, there's nothing else to do. (laughs) So I said, okay, I have to have a safe activity to be able to share with people.
0: Mm, That's That's
1: awesome. We'll
0: talk more about the blog later, but I want to know more about you. And your Lucky. immigration story. So we'll start with, where were you from originally?
1: I was born and raised in Isabella, which is one of the provinces in northern Philippines. When I was 12 years old, I moved by myself to Manila to study.
0: What do you mean you moved by yourself? <laughs> you're 12 years old. You're, you're not I an know. adult. You don't just move by yourself.
1: <laughs> I know. So... Fortunately, I was able to pass the screening for Philippine Science High School. Hmm. And that is eight hours away from the Philippines. So I had to live in a dormitory with many other kids all over the Philippines. Oh, I mean, eight I, hours away from your
0: east town, you mean? From my
1: town. Okay. Yeah. But my parents thought that that was a great opportunity for me because it was a science high school, it was a special school, and I would be with let's say, cream of the crop for that particular batch.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're one of those smarty pants, eh?
1: Um, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't really claim to be very smart because um, as I've told you in our previous conversations, if you're in that situation already and hmm. you look at all the other kids, you will also feel like, oh, I'm just one of them anyway. So I don't have that in my system.
0: Hmm. But...
1: When people say that, I would remember.
0: Mm, so Filipino, stay humble.
1: It's what it is. Uh,
0: sometimes you can say it. You can say, yeah, I'm smart. All right.
1: But I don't remember. <laughs> I don't keep it in my mind that, oh,
0: I'm such a smart person. No. So anyways, you're, you're too humble. So I don't, I don't. I hope you don't mind me asking, but were you guys well-to-do in the Philippines?
1: I would say we were average. My father is a retired uh, police officer. Mm -hmm. My mom is a retired grade school teacher. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the Philippines, um, especially in their generation, they want to be in the government. Mm -hmm. So, average and the usual Filipino family.
0: Mm -hmm. So, 12 years old, you left home already. Yes. That kind of prepared you for your immigration.
1: Yes, so I lived in the dormitory from twelve years old to twenty one. Oh, yeah, all the way through university. Holy shit!
0: When do you do you ever come home or?
1: I do. I do. Um, during Christmas, of course. <laughs> Summer. Oh, <my> Christmas! <laughs> yeah, it was a oh. different childhood for me. Oh, my
0: God. I'm sure you miss your family.
1: I had crying moments when I was young. <laughs> but when I started university and I could go on the bus by myself, I tried to go home more frequently.
0: Was there a time that you're, like, talking to your parents? I don't even know how you talk to them. Do you, was, was there a phone back then?
1: There was, but not as much as we have now. Mm -hmm. So communication was not that good. And I am the eldest in the family, so I don't want to disappoint them. (laughs) So I would also keep it to myself. Like, I won't tell them that, oh, my gosh, just take me home now, right? Because they would also be disappointed. So um, I had to be strong for myself.
0: Push those feelings down.
1: Yeah. And that is something that I learned also when I came to Canada.
0: Mm. Wow, man, you, man, I cannot imagine growing up in the Philippines and my family's over there and I'm here. But again, you're stronger than me. So what's special about that high school?
1: The curriculum is different. The focus is really on science and technology and math. Mm-hmm. So while other uh, students at the time would take Physics, biology, chemistry—those courses in third or fourth year. We already had it in first year.
0: Oh my god! I will. I'll, I'll never make it. This school—that I can tell you right now—I won't make it. <laughs> I'll be the janitor at the school.
1: Oh no! We all have our different talents.
0: Well, yeah, sure. You're again. You're too nice. So, was it? Were you a scholar for the school? Was it free for you to go?
1: All of the students in this school had the Department of Science and Technology scholarship.
0: Mm, okay. So smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> Was there like cool kids? Because it sounds like you guys are all nerds for you know in a positive way, but were there like a, I'm sure there's groupings like the cool nerds and the you know the quiet ones.
1: There were also kids who excelled in sports as well. Hmm. Yeah, so it's really a good mix. And I would say it's similar to other schools as well. So.
0: All right, I understand. Was it a co ed? Yes. So there's boys?
1: There's boys. So during my time, there were four dormitories two for girls and two for boys. And they were separated by the cafeteria.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's a Catholic church, right? A Catholic school?
1: It wasn't, but oh, you know how it is in the Philippines.
0: Yeah, Philippines is such a weird country because we're liberated, but not really. Yeah. Right. Like, like oh yeah, don't you know the, the women has to be this, the women the man has to be, do that. But then we'll really we're equal in the Philippines. That's one thing I'm proud about the Philippines. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah. In many ways.
0: Like we voted the first woman president of a republic
1: that's true
0: yeah yeah
1: and we have two already
0: yeah exactly like and i I tell that to people like that's one thing i'm proud of being filipino yeah there is a little bit of like oh women does this men does that but we don't really like oh women are weaker than us or men are less smarter than us Mm we just like oh yeah that's the person that's it yeah
1: you, yeah. you do what you have to do also as a woman, right?
0: Mm, exactly. So, you graduated that high school. Which university or college did you go to?
1: I went to the University of the Philippines in Diliman. Mm. For both, my chemical engineering degree and for my master's in technology management. Why <laughs> you making me feel like I'm a dummy? No, I don't. I try I I try not to do that. But again, as I told you, I don't remember.
0: No, no, it's good, it's good. By the way, for the listeners, UP Diliman, where Katrina went to, is you only get there if you're really smart. <laughs> only the smart people get to that school. Just to give you an idea. And by the way, it's not like here in in Canada that. You could pretty much enroll to any courses. No, there are exams, like you said, and you have to pass that exam. And it's really strict. How many, what was the percentage to pass? Do you remember?
1: I don't remember, but it depends on the course also. Because there's a quota. So, for example, for the engineering courses at that time, they only took in the top 110 examinees.
0: 110?
1: That's what I remember.
0: Out of, out of, like, let's say a thousand? Yeah. And I love that, like, only the top 110. So, if I'm like me, I'm a dummy, will take an exam, there is no way I'm going to make the 110. Right?
1: I think we were given two options. So, you can say this is my uh, first option, this is my second option, and then, um, I don't know what else happens. So I think if you score a certain uh, level, mm. you will be admitted to this location. I don't mm. really remember how it is, but um, the, there might be cutoff for the, the location itself and for the courses.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And not all of the courses have quotas.
0: Because mm, there's some like... But still, you need to pass an exam to get into the school, right? That's correct. Yeah. So you did BS chemical engineering and master in technology management. I don't even know what that is. Can you tell us?
1: The best description I could give you is it is sort of in the middle of business administration and sciences.
0: Okay. So what kind of job are you aiming for if you take this course?
1: There are all sorts of jobs, like continuous improvement, quality. And for me, I do certifications.
0: Like manufacturing, you mean?
1: Many of us are in the manufacturing field. Hmm. So for us, I make sure that the products of my company live by the standards that they will put in the logos.
2: Hmm. So, you know,
1: those organic products. Um, ISO or sustainability. That's what mm. I do.
0: Did you always want to take that course, or
1: no? But I enjoy what I do right now.
0: Mm. So it was the family decision.
1: No. Okay. No. Uh, I think it was a popular course when we were applying. So okay. I said, okay, I might as well copy what they wrote. But I enjoyed <laughs> it.
0: Okay. So you weren't, you didn't have a plan. You didn't even have a course. I didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything else like that.
1: When I was young, I would have plans every single year, but it would keep changing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, and everything else in between.
0: I, I mean, I think you would have crushed all of those. I'm sure.
1: Well, I'm happy now, so it's okay. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to pry for you to say like, yeah, I am smart. (laughs) I don't think it will happen, but I'll try anyway. So after college, when you graduated, what did you do?
1: My first job was at a manufacturing company.
0: What kind of product?
1: Veterinary Pharmaceutical. Mm. And then after that, it would always be related, maybe food, cosmetics, or personal care. And I did teach. Mm at a university in uh, the Philippines. And that is how I came to Canada, actually. Oh, how? Because I used uh, the professor or instructors in the NOC, mm-hmm. National Occupations Classification, to get okay. to Canada.
0: Oh, okay. Was it a plan of yours or it was just so happened?
1: It just really happened. So when you're teaching, you don't teach the entire time right so one time it was during our break i was just searching in the internet and something popped it said send your resume to see if you're qualified for canada uk australia and new zealand so i sent my resume and then they said you qualify for canada come for a free assessment so i said okay i'm free at the time and anyway there's no cost to it so i'll just go and mm. from then I applied, and then I'm here. That's crazy. You know what? You're not the only
0: person that said this to me. They say, oh, just type it on Google. Well, for yours completely different. Something pop up, like a pop-up commercial. And just say, oh, play on Canada. I would never click that, personally. But what made you click that?
1: I also did my research on the owner and such. So when I found her on social media and then... She was active, and she seems to be a good person.
2: Mm.
1: That's what convinced me to go. Mm,
2: okay. She's still in
1: my Facebook, by the way. So oh, really? you guys still friends? Yeah, because I chat her out, mm. right? Because they would, of course, ask for a deposit. And then for us, it's a big cost, right? Mm. Coming to Canada and the application fee. So I had to make sure that it's legit.
0: Yeah, Because of illegal uh, recruiters.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in the Philippines, so we have to beware.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I like that you mentioned that because I tell some people about that here, like people that grew up here, and they couldn't believe it, that that happens.
1: Oh, it happens.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. I actually have a college friend. It happened to her. She had to quit her good job. She works for this biggest one of the biggest companies in the Philippines and she was doing well. And she said, I wanted to better my life. She she quit the job, sold pretty much everything, and it ended up, it was fake.
1: Mm, that's so sad because it's yeah. not just about the money, but the time and opportunities as well.
0: Yeah. Also, the worst part is everyone told her. Everyone in her family told her, said, don't do this. You have a good job in the Philippines. Why would you leave? And she said, I want to follow my dream. And then that happened.
1: It's so heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, it's not. So you saw that opportunity. You were doing okay in the Philippines, I'll say.
1: I was fine.
0: yeah. Yeah. So what made you decide to immigrate?
1: It's because of my master's, the influence, because they always say globalization, global citizens and such. So I said, hmm, let's see if I qualify as a global citizen. And? I don't really have a lot of sad or very interesting stories. I just wanted to grab opportunities at the time. Mm. So when I saw that, might as well try.
0: Mm. And you... Global, like you're always planning ahead, eh?
1: It wasn't really planned, but when I saw it and I wanted it, I just went for it.
0: Mm. So out of the mountains of legal documents you need to immigrate to Canada, which Philippines document you think was the hardest to acquire?
1: Actually, my application also went smoothly. Mm. In 14 months, I was already given my visa. Wow, that's
0: amazing. Well, somebody's probably watching over you, man. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm cleaning it.
0: <laughs> so how did you feel when you attained that visa?
1: It was a bittersweet moment because I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to leave behind my family. Mm-hmm. But it was also exciting in a way. Mm -hmm. Because who wouldn't want to come to Canada, right? Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to start a new, see the beautiful places and make their dreams come true.
0: Mm -hmm. So, did you choose which you're going to or was it like predetermined?
1: Honestly, I really only knew people in Ontario and B.C. So it was just a contest of BC or Ontario. Mm. And well, because of the weather and all that, I came to BC. Mm
0: -hmm. So just the weather?
1: Well, my contact here in BC said, yeah, come here. So we had uh, a more detailed conversation. Mm -hmm. And well, I guess that was convincing enough for me.
0: So you chose BC. Good choice, I guess. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good for hiking
0: It is beautiful there It is beautiful in BC Someday I'll go there
1: Yeah, come and visit
0: So you arrived in BC Was there a house that is set up for you to live in? Or how 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 is that?
1: I stayed with a cousin first So oh. I'm fortunate that they adopted me for a while
0: mm-hmm. Okay Did you have a job when you landed?
1: No It took a while for me to get a job. My parents actually said, since you're going there alone, you don't have to worry about kids or anything else. We want you to be able to focus on finding a job that you want. Mm. So it took me a while. It took me maybe almost five months Mm -hmm. to get my first job.
0: Yeah, but the job that you're looking for is not just like, you know with all due respect it's not like a warehouse job or a fast food job you're looking for like the level of of your studies correct
1: not exactly the level but mm. at least the industry so i had a quality assurance assistant job at first
0: mm. so i want to focus a little bit on your the personal part when you landed i'm sure you were homesick
1: I was, I was. Mm. And it's not just because I was away from my family because I'm used to that. But when you're here by yourself and everything is different, you don't have a network, Mm. right? And what's also sad is that when you wake up, you have nothing to do. (laughs) You go and look for jobs for two hours and then that's it. Mm. And you see other people, going to their jobs or going to school with a purpose, Mm. and you feel invisible.
0: Mm.
1: That's what's heartbreaking.
0: So how did you deal with that?
1: I tried to keep myself busy. I went for employment workshops. I tried to look for free or not so expensive seminars just so I can add it to my resume also and Mm. add more skills.
0: How do you find these seminars?
1: There's actually a lot out there. So even before coming to Canada, I got in touch with immigrant serving organizations, mm. which offer these services. It's
0: like, I don't, I don't, I didn't, you know what? I'm not, gonna, I mean, yes, I was young when I moved here. I was in my early twenties. I didn't do any research. <laughs> i just like from the Philippines to Canada, literally no research.
1: But you have your family here, right?
0: I know I had a family, which is obviously good, but, you know, it would have been nice if I could like research, oh, I don't know how to find a job or, you know, like find a group, you know?
1: Yeah, they had that. So I'm really grateful for Immigrant serving organizations that helped me and are still helping me right Mm -hmm. now.
0: So, did you meet any friends in those seminars?
1: Yeah, the friends that I have right now are actually also from Dress for Success Vancouver.
0: Uh, Are they diverse or they're just Filipinos?
1: I have a mix of friends. I have a Filipino group, but I also have a mixed group.
0: Why the two groups?
1: I don't know. It just happened that way. And also, sometimes you want to just eat Filipino food or not think about how to say things, right? Not to translate it in your mind first. So it's a bit more casual. But at the same time, it's also nice to learn about other cultures and be with a mixed group.
0: Mm, Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're fluent in English, obviously. But there are some jokes Or some terminologies that you can't really translate.
1: Mm -hmm. And also, I think it's important to be integrated in Canada. Mm. Actually, when I took the citizenship exam, there were people who unfortunately failed. And I could hear the officer. The officer said, try to be with other people so you Mm. can practice your English skills. And Mm. it's not that you don't know the answers. We think that you are confused or could not understand the wording.
0: Mm, yeah, you're right. I remember too when I took my uh, citizenship exam. I remember this guy. I think he was, I think he looked Sri Lankan to me. You know, this guy doesn't know a word of English. Because the person that was running the show, she exactly said, okay. This line will take this exam A, this exam B. So sit down, I'll give you the paper. This guy keeps on getting up and going to the woman and asking whatever question. And the woman says, Sir, I've explained it a hundred times. Do you not understand English? And he just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, oh, this guy doesn't understand English.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important.
0: Yeah, it is It is important to learn. You need the language, you know. And it's important. I like that you said that, you know, even though you have Filipino friends, you still have diverse friends.
1: And it's also interesting. We get to celebrate different holidays, Hmm. try different types of food. It's fun.
0: Yeah, it is fun. So I'm sure you were culture shocked too.
1: Culture shock in a nice way. Mm, What do you mean? I always enjoy traveling and different types of activities. So it was really good for me. Mm. Um, The nice thing about Canada, which I first noticed, is that they're they're very friendly, right? So they can just keep talking to you even if you don't know them. Mm. So one time when I was doing my pre-employment workshop, I went to McDonald's. Mm. And the only empty spot was the middle of the room. And then suddenly somebody talked about hockey and they all talked about hockey. And I didn't know what hockey was at that time. Well, I sort of know, but I didn't know what they were talking about. So i like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing.
0: Well, you don't know.
1: Yeah, because it was a Canucks game, right? And I don't know, maybe it was almost the finals and such. They all contributed to the conversation and I was just sitting there quietly. "Mm, I think that's what I saw on TV, but I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) You just want to be in the group.
1: Yeah. So they're really very friendly Mm -hmm. and it's nice.
0: Was there a time that was like you felt unwelcomed?
1: I would say that 99% of the time, I felt welcomed. There were only two instances when I felt uncomfortable. Mm. And it happened on a bus and by the SkyTrain station. So, And I don't know if I was just overly sensitive at that time, but I don't know. I wasn't um, comfortable. What happened? Uh You know how I'm a planner, right? We've only talked to each other a few times, but you know that I plan properly. So before getting on the bus, I already prepared my coins. And I put (laughs) the exact. You prepared Yeah, I did. So I put it in the coin slot. Mm. And then it was 10 cents short. So I was mumbling and like, oh, what happened and such. The bus driver wouldn't believe me. And he said, I know you but I don't know him. So I'm thinking, are you profiling me or are you mistaking me for someone who did it to you?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so... Well, he didn't say anything after that, but yeah, that was a bit uncomfortable for me if he was indeed profiling me.
0: Yeah, it's very vague what he said because that happened to me too here. Uh, A gentleman who was... A native here, Caucasian. He was actually an older man. Something happened and he went to me, says, You people. He says that. Right. So I was like, what does that mean? Does that like does that mean you people, you know, an immigrant, a brown person comes in, or me being young? I don't know what that means.
1: Exactly. So he said, I know you. <laughs>
0: So what did you do? Did you put the extra ten cents and move on, or?
1: I said I can put additional coins, and he said he just waved me off.
0: He's just a grumpy guy, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, was there aspect of Canadian life that took time for you to adjust?
1: The weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean everything is pleasant, right? Hmm. Everything's pleasant. The people, the infrastructure the support that I got from the government and those charitable organizations. But I had to adjust to the weather every single winter. (laughs) I'm still (laughs) adjusting. (laughs) I'm still adjusting, yeah. But you know how in Vancouver, it doesn't snow, but it's always rainy and gloomy, And Mm -hmm. sometimes it can make people sad.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of the lack of vitamin D from the sun.
1: Yeah, and I've also heard from people that they get depressed or have, what is it, seasonal affective disorder syndrome. Sad. During winter. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so despite all those struggles, what makes you stay in Canada?
1: I feel that it is home to me now. I am now comfortable in Canada. And I think that this is... The right balance of being busy and relaxed to me. So everything is good to me. The lifestyle, um, my work, my personal life, it's good for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. You keep on mentioning this organization, Dress for Success, Vancouver. What is that?
1: It is a not-for-profit organization that helps empower women and bring them back into the workplace. Mm. So being an immigrant made me fall under that category as well. Mm. They do a full range of services, starting from giving workplace-appropriate clothing, helping with interview skills and other workplace skills. And now we have the ambassador program where they teach you communication skills for you to be able to go to the community and speak on their behalf Mm. but for me the most important contribution in my life was they were my network when i just started so they gave me the emotional support that i needed
0: what do you mean by that
1: when you are new you don't really uh have your family you don't have friends but in that particular group you are with people who are in the same situation and it just sometimes feel good that somebody will say, yeah, I'm in the same boat
0: mm. and
1: let's hold each other's hand.
0: <laughs> it's nice to be able. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah. think I can do that as a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not in the literal sense, right? But <laughs> saying that, yeah, I'm going through what you're going through also and we're here for you.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's nice to know someone that's going through the same thing. yeah. So how did you find this place or this organization?
1: Well, they've had a lot of graduates already. So this particular location had almost 40,000 clients already in the 20 years that they have existed. Mm. And many of their graduates are in other not-for-profit organizations. So when I was new, I went to another not-for-profit organization called Success BC. And they referred me to Dress for Success. Like, is it like,
0: can you explain what, like, so it's an office, I'm assuming, right?
1: It's an office.
0: Then you go and how does it work? Like, hey, we're going to talk about, I don't know, Dress for Success.
1: When I was referred to them, it was initially for clothing or a suiting services. So they gave me interview or workplace-appropriate clothing. So it's nice. You get really beautiful clothes, shoes, purses, even makeup, free of charge, and they will also help style you in Mm. a way. Really? Yeah. So that was my first contact with them. And then after a year, they invited me to the professional women's group where they gave us monthly seminars, and help us enhance our skills.
0: Wow. That's 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 this is a good organization.
1: They are. There's one in Toronto as well.
0: Okay. And nothing in Quebec?
1: <laughs> I don't know about Quebec, but I know that there are several other locations here in Canada. Mm. It's actually from the US. Mm. But now they have many other locations globally.
0: Mm, Okay. I'd like to quote something that you wrote, if you allow me. Go for it. So I quote, Though through volunteering I have heard so many heart-wrenching stories from fellow immigrants, and I feel that my story pales in comparison, unquote. As much as that is very sympathetic thought, I think that's a very detrimental mindset to have which since someone always have it worse than us, don't you think?
1: No. um, For me, I think that was from my dress for success um, story also. I became a volunteer after that, Mm. and I would hear so many stories about women. For example, um, they would split up with their family or they came to Canada because... In their culture, they are not allowed to be who they are. So mm-hmm. they fear for their life. So that's why I say that my story paled in comparison mm-hmm. because I didn't have the struggles that they had. Mm-hmm. And I admire them for the strength and courage that oh, made
2: mm-hmm.
1: them who they are today. Oh,
0: you mean a 12-year-old going to the city <laughs> by herself? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I forgot. I told you I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it's different. And whenever I hear their stories, I really cry. (laughs) And I'm Mm. like, okay. Yeah, so to me, I really look up to these women.
0: I love that you said, I cry when I hear their story, (laughs) but you don't cry for your story.
1: I do when I make my speech. (laughs) (laughs) The two times or three times that I had to give a speech about my story for a transfer success Vancouver. I cried. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. that's because I never cried. <laughs> I came to Canada, so that was the only time that I reflected on my story.
0: Mm. Mm. You finally had a moment yes. to like take your time, <laughs> and you say, "God damn, this is what's
1: happening." <laughs> yeah, I survived.
0: Oh, you're, you're amazing. I told you this before. <laughs> you right.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: You want a minute? You take a minute or?
1: No, I'm good.
0: you good? Don't oh, make
1: me cry. <laughs> I, I'm
0: not making you cry. <laughs> I'm just talking about your life, which is very exciting, interesting, and again, like I told you, it's colorful. I remember when I invited you, you said, oh, my life is bland or something like that.
1: Yeah, because, well, they say that when you are living that life, you think, well, it's my life. I just really have to go through it. But they don't really see the ups and downs. That's why you feel that way. So now I appreciate that even I have a story. We all do. Yeah.
0: And and again, at 12-year-old, being sent away from the family and growing up by herself, literally. You're pretty. Yeah. You're pretty amazing. Thank
1: you so much.
0: So, you mentioned that you had struggles finding a job here in Canada. I did. Why do you think is that?
1: Well, the reality is there is a no Canadian experience barrier. Do
0: mm-hmm. you agree. You know what? That's the. F- you're the first person I heard that from.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at it, for example, those blogs or immigrant serving organization websites, you will see it. This is something that is not really talked about, mm. but I know that it exists. Mm. Right? Because employers cannot talk about this as it can be misconstrued as as discrimination. Right. But I also understand the predicament of employers because they do not know the educational standards in our home countries. Mm-hmm. They don't know what a chemical engineer in the in the Philippines do compared to what they do in Canada.
0: Yeah, they you can explode their building.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because the laws are different. The Standards are different, the materials are different. So Mm -hmm. I can see or I can understand their predicaments. But to an immigrant like us, it becomes a chicken and egg situation. Mm -hmm. You need Canadian experience to get your first job, Mm -hmm. but you need a job to get Canadian experience.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: So, but you
0: don't think it's a prejudice towards immigrants?
1: I think it's just because they also have to make sure that they get high-quality employees, right? And they are not sure of what you can offer based on paper alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And there's no reference to call.
1: That's right. There are other ways of dealing with this, such as volunteering or studying. Mm-hmm. But then again, if they really want to see that Canadian work experience, then Mm -hmm. it's going to be a bit of an issue or a challenge.
0: Yeah. Not that just introduced listening to this podcast, but how can we break that barrier or that cycle of not having Canadian experience?
1: I read somewhere that they're actually making it a law or something. Mm. Not to ask about this, but personally for me, I volunteered to be able to know other people, to show that I can integrate into the culture
2: Mm.
1: and that I have the appropriate skills.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And when I was already able, I took courses, additional courses, Mm. to be able to add that to my resume as well.
0: Mm. So you're suggesting that just volunteer and keep on just padding that resume.
1: I think that's the easiest and least costly way for mm. us to show our Canadian experience.
0: Mm. That sucks, but, but you're right. It's a chicken and an egg situation. So you mentioned that after getting that job, you lost that job or the job suddenly, like they don't, something happened. Can you tell us?
1: It was a contract for four months mm. and then it got extended three times but it did not turn into a permanent position. So I had to do another round of job search. How did you feel about that? It was one of the most difficult moments of my life (laughs) because I was really working hard on finding a job. Mm. So I would do cold calls in addition to applying for jobs that are already posted. And I remember I have this Excel file which, in which I will log the date that I applied, the company I applied <laughs> to, <laughs> and the position. No, because for me, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing if I get a call and I, oh, I don't remember applying to you. So I had to put that also and to keep track if I've sent them an application twice already or what, right? <laughs> and each time I added an entry, my confidence level would sink, mm. right? Because it's another rejection. Mm. And it took over 100 entries to get me my job
0: now. 100 entries? Yes. And what made you keep on going?
1: I don't have any other choice. I don't want to fail. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. <laughs> You're a force. Over 100 entries, yeah. Did you ever thought of like, screw this, I'm going back to the Philippines?
1: It would come to mind, but I didn't seriously entertain the thought. Hmm. And as I mentioned to you a while ago, I really don't want to tell my parents or my friends that, hey, this is happening to me because they would feel helpless. Right. So I had to protect their um, emotional (laughs) safety or, yeah, whatever um, they would feel negatively Mm. about it. So I just had to keep going.
0: You are one intense individual. I like that. So all those struggles, all those painful no's from those job applications, was there a person or people that you leaned on most?
1: It's still my trust for success in network. Mm. Yeah.
0: They're the one who just so every time they say no you go to them and talk to them or
1: oh, we have mentors. Hmm. We have mentors that we can reach out to. Okay. So it's not just about the resume and such, but also we talk about anything under the sun, mental stress, financial stress or financial difficulties mm. we talk about it
0: how do you choose the mentors or do they choose it for you
1: they have different specializations
0: mm. so you can choose who to go to oh okay was it is it, and you said it's free it's free wow do they get paid these mentors
1: no it's part of their commitment to the community
0: oh so it's, it's kind of like a Yeah, like a pay-it-forward situation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm, Wow. So are you a mentor now?
1: Not yet, but I'm hoping to be able to help in that capacity in the future.
0: What are they waiting for? You're pretty awesome. What, you don't have Canadian experience?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just graduated from the ambassador program in November, so Mm. it's a pathway that I can go to.
0: Mm. And can you mention something that you gained this year or last year, actually?
1: Yes, actually, it's in front of me. Show so, me. I want to see the thing. Oh, yeah. No problem. Here is my inspiration award
2: oh, from Dress for Success
1: Vancouver, and it says, "For her outstanding leadership and achievement within her community."
0: Congratulations!
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy because from a wide-eyed immigrant, Mm -hmm. they feel that I am someone that people can look up to right now.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I release this episode, people will look up to you.
1: Thank you so much. I've actually read somewhere that we should actually share our stories Mm. because someday it can be part of other people's life manual
0: oh my god thank you for that that's beautiful yeah right.
1: yeah i read it
0: somewhere and it's really awesome i like that you say that because that's why i started the podcast
1: actually when they first launched ambassador program i didn't apply for it because as i told you i felt like i didn't have a story mm,
2: okay. and
1: also i thought oh if i might come across this bragging but then <laughs> but then in dress for success storytelling is important for us to be able to inspire other people so i put that to heart oh,
0: that's awesome how do you get how do you be a mentor like what do you need to do like get a black belt on karate wow
1: there's also an application process and well, the mentors that I've seen so far are from HR or have set up businesses or have some sort of industry experience as well.
0: Mm. So something like they could, again, brag about.
1: Yeah, in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> that they've had some success stories or even if maybe they're currently struggling, but they are able to manage or maintain um, a certain level of, of quality life. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you seem to be like, like I said earlier, you're a very intense person. What do you do to relieve those stresses in your life?
1: I am a full-blown Filipino. I like music and dance.
0: You would like dancing? Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I cannot... <laughs> you
1: don't? Oh no, I
0: can't. You seem like <laughs> one of those, like, you know, when there's a party, one of those women that just sits in the corner and just don't do nothing. <laughs> I mean, they will like move a little bit their head and sing along with the song, but they won't get up to dance. But you do dance.
1: I do. That's My awesome. mom is a great dancer. Really? She used to teach folk dance mm. in different provinces in the Philippines. No I don't way. do folk dance. I just copy what's on YouTube, but that's my form of exercise. So that's how I de stress, and also I'm not a good singer, but I feel that mm, maybe I can sing. So that's another way for me.
0: Really, you can. I'm sure you can sing because most of the people that says maybe I can sing most likely can sing.
1: Mm-hmm. Up to a certain
0: octave. <laughs> 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 hey. At least you can do something. You're not Mariah Carey, but you can do something.
1: That's what I was thinking. Not mm. Mariah Carey style, okay?
0: Mm. You mentioned to me you like hiking. It's one of those stress reliever tours. Or...
1: I do when I have some people to go to. Okay. To go with, I mean, mm. for safety. And, well, when the weather is nice. They say that it's okay to hike when it's raining, but rain is just not my thing.
0: That my thing. Why? Because
1: yeah, because well, it's your clothes get heavy when yeah, it gets Katrina, wet. And...
0: You're the smartest yeah. person here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I should not be telling you this. There's like jackets that actually push away water.
1: Maybe I'm lazy. I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think I just it's... like hiking when it's sunny or not mm-hmm. too hot, but <laughs> bright, so not too bright. You know, that's one thing about people in Vancouver. If Mm. you Google it, you will see that they complain a lot about the weather. It's so hot. It's always raining and such. But that's the fun of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard somewhere that having four seasons makes you appreciate the good uh, seasons more.
1: That's true. Yeah. But it doesn't stop us from complaining.
0: Yeah. Well, humans, you know. But what do you like about hiking?
1: I like going to places that I've never been to. Hmm. And I like taking pictures. You know that, right?
0: You take beautiful pictures.
1: I've never had training or whatever, but I just make sure it looks nice and photos.
0: Exactly. That's for me. That's the main thing is caring. Does it look nice? Does it look straight? Yeah. Is it balanced?
1: Yeah. So I'm the hiker who would have a bigger bag. And when you look inside, it's all food. It's all (laughs) food and a camera.
0: Well, you need food when you go hiking. True. So you go with people only? You never go by yourself? No. Mm.
1: I'm scared of bears.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Katrina, again, you're the smart person here, okay? You know, you could be 50 people. If that bear is coming, that bear is coming.
1: I know, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, don't get me. There's nothing to eat. Go get that other person.
0: Are you just going to trip someone?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the people I go with are mostly my male friends because Mm -hmm. my female friends don't want to go Mm hiking. So in my mind, I'm "Mm hmm. The bear would prefer that person.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't work that way. They actually choose the weakest one. (laughs) Because the easiest one.
1: I can always hope, right?
0: Yeah. Speaking of male friends, you're still single, correct? Yes. Is there a pressure from the family for you to get married?
1: They got tired of it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they got tired of it.
0: What, what do you mean they got tired of it?
1: Well, a long time ago, they would always ask, right? even now, you would still get questions on Facebook, like, oh, who's with you, and all that thing. Mm. But I've learned to manage that. How I've do learned you to manage the expectations? How? Tell us. I would make jokes, like, when are you going to get married? Like, oh, it's late already, so the priest is not available. <laughs>
0: Some Filipino joke. Yeah, I like it. That's that's clever. And you're not thinking of getting married soon, are you? Looking or
1: for me, when it comes, it comes, mm. and it's not something that I plan for. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. and that's why when I told you that uh, I don't really have an interesting personal life. It's because I don't have an explanation as much as I would like to say why I don't have one. You
0: do have one. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> you just said it earlier. You don't want to burden other people with your life. Uh,
1: that was when I had my dramatic moments. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is there That's some... True. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Let's see what happens.
0: Ah, well, I'll you. let you know. I hope so. But when you're like, I'm sure you get still stressed, right?
1: I do, yeah.
0: Is there someone that you vent on? Other well, than the mentor. I, the mentor is cool, but you know he's not a friend or she's not a friend.
1: Yeah. I do have friends, but I feel that I've also learned to manage my personal stresses.
0: What do you mean? Like pushing it down? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No, because I feel that when you try to make yourself physically healthy, mentally healthy, financially healthy, then your stress level will really go down tremendously. Hmm. So I try to be... um within all these aspects
0: Mm -hmm. that's beautiful so i'm gonna leave your love life alone now
1: i will let you know Mm. i will keep you updated oh
0: i would love to hear it because i like chismes too (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so let's talk about your blog a little bit can you tell the listeners about it
1: yeah i can my life stories tips and just a lot of positivity on Canadian mm.
0: So, what's the goal of the blog?
1: It is to give inspiration and maybe again as a life manual for people who want to be a new Canadian
2: mm-hmm.
1: someday or are already here, but you know, feeling the struggles that we immigrants all go through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. How long does it take you to write an article?
1: It depends. If it's about my life story, maybe a day.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I really read through it mm-hmm. so much and then edit it. But it is if it's something that I am not an expert on, like the one that I'm planning to release next week, which is about finances, takes so long because I don't want to mislead the readers also. So I have to keep checking if what I'm saying is true, not just for me, but for other people as well. So it depends. Mm -hmm. But it takes time because I want to make it as accurate as possible.
0: Of course. What do you like about doing it?
1: As you've mentioned, if we don't share it, you will lose it, Mm. right? And maybe there are some people there who would like to have answers that we already have. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So for me, it's really about helping other people.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what you enjoy the most.
1: Yeah, and it's also nice. It's something that I really appreciate in Canada because back home during the time that I was there, we don't really have the framework for volunteering, But here, you have kids, right? In Mm. high school, I think they are required to volunteer for a certain number of hours. And that gets them started to volunteer. And there's a lot of opportunities to volunteer as well. Mm. And I really, really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Volunteering is so important. And it's funny because sometimes I feel like some people look at it like, like... You're not, they don't do it because they feel like it's not enough.
1: Or they're not paid, or why would they waste their time doing Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a different experience. Mm. As a volunteer, I also gain more. Mm. I am able to enhance my skills, I am able to meet people. And all the opportunities that I had. Uh, with Trust for Success and even volunteering at work has given me a lot of opportunities. Mm. So because of my involvement with Transfer Success Vancouver, I was asked to lead or establish a women's network in my company. Mm. And because I established that, I was sent to a trip to the States mm. for a conference. Okay,
0: that's awesome. And
1: Yeah, I've also been in some leadership training. And Mm. now I am co-facilitating a course for unconscious bias. So there's a lot of things that you can get out of volunteering. It might not be immediate, but I'm sure that you will benefit from it. Mm. And why are you not a mentor yet? (laughs) I will be. I will be. Yeah, I know. (laughs) but. It should be now. (laughs) I can mentor in other ways.
0: All right. I guess, I
1: guess.
0: (laughs) So, and oh, one more thing that I'm going to quote, which is, when I read this, I said to myself, God damn it, I wish I wrote that. This is so good, I said. This is from your blog. And I'd like to quote it. Quote, I still wish that there was a manual for immigration to Canada. I know that I do not have the eloquence of a professional writer or knowledge of an immigration consultant, but I have the heart of an immigrant, unquote. God damn, that's beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, because that's one of the challenges. I don't know if people will enjoy my writing style and I don't have legal advice to give, but. I went through what people are going through or will go through. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that I can offer. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, when I read that, I'm like, God damn it. Like, I don't get jealous. It's not my thing. But when I like, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> so good. Especially the last line. But I have the heart of an immigrant.
1: Powerful. You do, right?
0: So a few more questions. What are the few things that you love about living in Canada?
1: For me, uh, it's the environment. And I'm not just talking about the physical environment because Canada is absolutely gorgeous. What I mean is the support of the government, the different programs that they have for the people, the infrastructure, and its citizens as well, the people living in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I usually, when asked question, there's a follow up question, and I like this is probably one of my favorite questions mm-hmm. to ask. So, if you have become financially secured, meaning you don't have to worry about anything, would you move back to the Philippines or still stay in Canada?
1: I would probably still stay in Canada, but visit more often. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't have to work, right? I don't mm. have to, to keep in mind that I only have maximum of one month, let's say. Mm. And I can go anytime.
0: Mm.
1: But also, I would travel the world.
0: Mm. Which you have.
1: Mm, I think it's not enough. I want to travel some more.
0: Well, yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: When you travel, you travel alone, though?
1: Sometimes I meet friends and family. But, hmm, let's see. I traveled alone to Korea, South Korea, on my way to the Philippines. I traveled alone going to UK.
0: What do you mean? Backpacking or?
1: No, no. Yeah, when I travel or when I go on vacation, I want to be super comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I, I don't think backpacking will really work for me because it's the only time I can be stressed, right?
0: I cannot imagine you backpacking. (laughs) No way.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't tried. Maybe I will in the future, but not yet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I traveled going to the UK, Spain, and Sweden alone, but I met people there. How did you meet them? My sister lives in the UK, and Mm -hmm. I have friends in Spain and Sweden, Mm -hmm. so I go there by myself. And sometimes I travel or roam around the city on my own and then at night we would meet.
0: Mm. That's one thing I like, I like about Filipino culture is we're all over the place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like,
0: like now if I decided to go to Spain, I have a friend there or Italy or U.S., you know?
1: Yeah. And it's different if there's someone local because you get to live their culture.
0: Yeah, exactly. You could actually experience what they experience in a short period of time. True. You know, it's not like it's not like you know how people go to Cuba. Like, oh, I've been to Cuba. No, you haven't. <laughs> you went to a spot in Cuba, but that's a safe spot. You didn't eat what they ate or do what they do, you know?
1: Oh yeah, that's important for me, eating the way that locals <laughs> eat.
0: Yeah? Do you eat street food?
1: I do. That's why I love South Korea.
0: Oh, wow. You're brave, man.
1: Their street food is just awesome.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's what I heard. Apparently, McDonald's had a problem when they went to Korea because the street food was so, the culture is so strong that McDonald's couldn't compete.
1: Hmm. I haven't heard that, but I know for sure. The food, the street food is amazing.
0: Hey, listen, I don't read like science like you. I see something (laughs) on the internet. I will take that as a a fact. (laughs) So I'm passing that information to you for you to fact check. (laughs) All right? I will. All right. I think we're there. So is there any topic we haven't discussed that you would like to add?
1: You were asking me what I would tell people. Uh, what I would tell people who want to migrate to Canada and my advice for them. So I'll take this as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, We usually associate migration or even working abroad with increased earnings, (laughs) traveling to beautiful places and all fancy stuff, right? And I think you will get there if you work hard and you work smart. But the journey to that point is paved with challenges that you don't often foresee. Mm -hmm. And also as as another note to not expect so much from those people who are in this situation because they have their own struggles. Mm -hmm. So my advice for immigrants or would-be immigrants are to be prepared, not just professionally, but physically, mentally, and emotionally. Second is to ask for help. Again, as i mentioned, Canada is amazing because of its framework for helping people and its culture of volunteering. And there's always someone who is willing to help. And the third one, which is based on my personal experience, is to say yes to opportunities and the universe will conspire to make it happen.
0: Hmm. Wise word from a wise woman. Again, Katrina, thank you for doing the podcast. I really do appreciate it. This is really fun.
1: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.
0: Bye. Bye. Again, Katrina, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.